I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, on to Cowboys voice the Dolphins. Wow. <laughs> this has gotten lost in the noise, this win. Mm. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe the Dolphins went up there with essentially their third string six. Um, you know, a couple had Kafusi out as well. On top of the fact that they're a new club, all that kind of stuff. I just, I really just didn't give them much hope. I just thought there's no way. There's no way where... They're going to come up to Cowboys. Cowboys are desperate and get the job done. And they did it. And I just, I say it every week, but roster is not an excuse. It just isn't. It just isn't. And I, I just say it again. Like, now we're saying, oh, look how good this roster is. That's because they've put the performances on. At the start of the year, let's keep bringing it back to it. No one thought these guys were going to do what they're doing. They genuinely might make the eight. <laughs> Honestly, I came away from this game the other night. Almost disappointed with the Dolphins' second half performance because they dropped their standards. Like, if you would have told me six weeks ago that the Dolphins would be going up in round six and beating the North Queensland Cowboys in North Queensland, I, I would have thought it would have been one of the great upsets of all time. <laughs> I, I was genuinely, I sat there in the second half going, geez, this is a pretty disappointing second half by the Dolphins' standard. And Wayne sort of said the same thing in the press conference after. And this is the Dolphins with Scott Drinkwater and Cotter back. Yeah. Like, we've been saying for weeks that once they get Scott Drinkwater back, they'll be a completely different side. He walks back in at home against the Dolphins side who, they're on their fourth halves pairing. It's like, incredible. It's, it is mind-blowing what they're doing at the moment. And you still, you know, you still got in this back line four guys that either weren't starting outside backs in the comp last year or were reserve graders. They're just killing it. Absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. Um, Hamiso, what a game. What a game. How good is he to watch? Hamiso, <laughs> like, man, he's a joy. Uh, we are so stupid. I don't know about you, Timmy, but me and Guru are like, I don't even know what his position is. Like, is he, is he a fullback? Does he get through enough work? He's just fast. Yeah. 
Nah, he's just a fucking gun. That's what he is. He's a fullback, all right. Holy shit. Holy. Um, Katoa, like, think about, you know, yeah, okay, on the stats, you're not going to go, oh, wow, look at Katoa's game. He literally, he's what, 18 or 19? So he's 19 years old in a new club, took the Dolphins up there at seven and led them around to a victory over the Cowboys. It is absolutely incredible to be able to do that. Incredible. Uh, the whole performance, uh, they're just Tom Gilbert, heart and soul team. Jerry Marshall King, I actually had him initially in my team of the week, um, like as in him or Harry Grant. That's how well I thought he played. Asako, like, like played such good footy. And I, I thought Asako's best footy was past him. I just didn't see the consistency, the errors that he would make. You know, he'd have one incredible play, then he'd have an error. But clearly, he just needed the right coach at the right time. He's been one of the best wingers so far this year. He'd had so many chances in his career, Sarko. So I was like, at what point do you just say he doesn't have it? We know he's a destructive ball runner. He's strong. He's quick. But there's just so many errors in his game. And that's one thing I don't understand. Yes, he obviously thrives under Wayne Bennett. But like Wayne Bennett doesn't catch the ball for him or make his defensive reads for him. It, like One thing that everyone that plays under Wayne Bennett says is that he just simplifies your game for you so much and makes you understand your job. And maybe that's what he does to Jermaine Asako and mm. he's just nailed it. <clears throat> I would love to get every other coach that has had Asako in their team and just show them what Wayne's doing. Because I'm sure they'd be sitting there going, I did all those things. Mm. I did all those things that Wayne's doing. I, you know, like saying, oh, I'd simplify his game. Like, tell me other coaches haven't said to him before, can you just stop dropping the fucking ball? Can you just hold the ball? Like, whereas Wayne... And, like, Isako's not the first guy <clears throat> that he's got this out of. It's it's unbelievable. It's just Wayne's just got something about him that I don't think you can teach. I don't think yeah. you can coach. He's just think. so good at making you feel valued and appreciated. And I think, like, Isako, he might be that player where he goes, he just feels valued and appreciated. Yeah. And he goes, you know what? You value me. You appreciate me. I'm going to do everything I can to, to return to you what you deserve. Whereas a lot of coaches, you'd be surprised at how kind of, like, they keep a distance between themselves and you. And I understand why they do it. They're a head coach. They're trying mm. to and, – and Wayne does to a degree. And, and Wayne has built up this aura. But I think you'd be surprised at how many players are playing. And it sounds so, like, pathetic and childish. Oh, you want to feel valued. You're a professional athlete. But it's still – you're still a human being. You still want to feel like the coach has got your back, that you want to feel like you're being appreciated for what you can offer. And Wayne just does that perfectly. And I've told the story a million times, so I'll sell it real quickly. Semi-final, huge game. Wayne's geeing the boys up. We're in a video session, going crazy, fucking boys. We're going to dominate them. We're going to fucking, you know, just all aggressive, hyper-aggressive stuff. Pulls me and Darius Boyd aside after the video session, sits us down. He goes, boys, you aren't like that. You aren't aggressive. You don't like hurting people. That's fine. But what you both are are super competitive and passionate. I want you to use the passion, not the aggression. And it's just a really good example of him and me going, he's right. Like, I don't want to hurt people, but I am hyper competitive and super passionate. And I appreciated so much that he valued that just as much as he valued the front rower that will fucking take someone's head off. And maybe that's what's happening with a psycho. There would 100% be little moments like that mm. that would have, be having such a positive impact on him. Like, he's just, he's playing with so much confidence at the moment. He's just. It's an argument that he's the most improved player in the comp right now. Well, he's one of the best wingers in the comp, mm. form-wise. And yeah. he wasn't even in the bloody He wouldn't have been in the top 30 wingers yeah. last and, year. And in his defence or in his 
Jermaine of old's defence with his you know uh, defensive issues and drop balls, these sort of errors. He's 26 years old. Like, it feels like he's been around forever, but yeah. maybe it's taken him a little bit more time to learn the craft of being an NRL standard winger. Like, you, particularly defensive reads, you learn every single game you play. Every time someone throws shape at you, you learn more about that position. And at 26 years old, maybe starting to get it and work it out. And if he maintains this form, which there's no reason why he can't, uh, there's plenty of years left in him. Well, and I think the, the thing with just Jermaine Asako, when you get frustrated with him, it's a compliment. And it doesn't feel like it when you're a player. It doesn't feel like a compliment. But it's because, like, you see how good he can be. You yep. see what he does. You see some of the big moments he's had. It's like, far out this kid can play. And so for, like, and there were, like, I don't want anyone to think that we we're saying Asako's whole career has been not good. He's had quite a few good, solid years of footy. It's just been the last three years or so where he just hasn't seemed to be able to put it together. Now, maybe that's because he was moved to fullback and then to the wing and then to fullback. Also, I think you could make an argument for he just wasn't, you know, at the Broncos. So he went Broncos to Titans and then back again? Did he go back to Did, Brisbane? Yeah, I think he finished last year at the Titans, didn't he? But, like, yeah. him going to the Titans like that clearly showed that the Broncos didn't have them, weren't, didn't appreciate, yep. not didn't appreciate, but... In their eyes, he wasn't good enough to be in their starting 17, let alone in their top 30. And so that's evidence of, like, look, maybe the Broncos stuffed it up. Look how good Dearden's going. Look how good Osako's going. Maybe it was the the worst period in the club's history that made him play poorly rather than him not being a good footy player. And to be honest with you, at the time, I didn't disagree with them letting him go. Mm. I, I didn't think he was in, in their best 17 at that point, despite having all the talent in the world. It was just error after error after error. I don't think error. anyone did, did they? No, and I mean, like, for a long time there, for me, I was watching Osaka going, you know, he'll play three weeks where I'll go, he'll get dropped next week. Then he'll step six guys and do something <laughs> yeah. amazing in one play. And you go, okay, he's just brought himself another month. Whereas, as you said, like, is he the form winger in the competition right now? He'd be up there. There's he, an argument for it. Like he's a, playing as good as any <clears throat> other winger, in my opinion. He's averaging 172 metres per game. Andy's kicker. He's Andy's scoring tries. So. Yeah, him, him and probably maybe Kiraz. Unbelievable. Him, To'o. To'o. To'o's just To'oing. Yeah, I know. He's To'oing. He's good every week. It's almost like comparing him to that, it's like, well, To'o's an origin player and also mm. he's you know doing things we consistently yeah. we haven't seen in a while. Anyway, Sarko, incredible. Uh, Hamiso, I want to talk uh, quickly about oh, Peyton. He has these like little moments where you're like, too honest. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Remember a few years ago with the Tamalola situation? Mm. You're like, bro, I like... What makes Peyton so great is he is so honest. And, and as a player, you love that shit because you're like, you know what? At least I know where I stand. So he basically – have you got the quote here? Yeah, it's in the notes. In the notes? Top of the notes. Top of the notes. Oh, okay, we didn't do the store shout-outs. My bad. Um, he said, my decision around the hammer, based on some of the words and action at the end of last year, and I'm not disappointed or bitter about him playing well. He's a nice kid. He left here a better footballer and a better person. And the Dolphins are reaping the rewards for some of our hard work and his application and talent on the pitch. When you read that, fair, fair. But it's like that first bit, my decision around Hammer, based on some of the words and his actions at the back end of last year. Todd Payton's clearly just being honest. But the way now, what's like, is that what did he say? Mm. What happened? What's, mm. you've, you've left the door open for like, what happened there? Was there a drama? Did something happen off the field? Like, and so that's a position where you go, I mean, he's still a rookie coach. Who's going to learn? I don't think Todd Payton says that in a few years' time. I don't, I don't think he gives the ammo to anyone by saying 
you know, he left because because like he's saying that he's not upset, but he's also justifying why he let him go. Yeah, which is like I can understand what he just lost, like he's pissed. But yeah, it was I just like unnecessary. Didn't and he, and so. from a fan's perspective, when I would read that, I would sort of go, "Oh, my psycho must have." Kick stones that he wasn't in the first grade Hamiso, side. Hamiso, Hamiso. sorry. Yeah, must have kicked stones because he wasn't in the first grade side. Just unnecessary. Well, like, for example, if a player came out and said something that bad that happened to him about a coach, we'd all be going, bro, keep it in house. Yeah. Keep it in house. And it might be nothing, but you can't help but question it, like having read it now. <laughs> like, well, young player sucks because he's not selected. Mm. Fucking stop the press. Like, that is normal. These are hyper-competitive players. They're always going to be upset when they don't get selected. Um, so I thought that was a little bit of a misstep by Toddy Payton, but no, nothing too crazy. I just a bit unfair on Hamiso. Didn't need to be said. Now everyone thinks that Hamiso did something wrong when we just don't know. Just don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, Hamiso got the cook- chockies. Cookies. <laughs> got the cookies as well. Chockies, cookies, whatever you want. Chop chip cookies. Uh, he's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Does he buy Origin this year? <clears throat> no. I can't find a spot for him. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I just, it's just, Okay, so KP may be back in a couple of weeks, if not this week. Or round eight, did they say? Round eight. If KP is not available for whatever reason, does Hamiso come into the conversation for fullback, do you think? Or do you well, still think well, he's I, a few? Well, I'm seeing where Brimo's at. Yep. And then, obviously, Reese Walt. Then Hamiso definitely comes in the conversation, for sure. Mm. I think right now, KP, it's his spot. Uh, if he's not available uh, and Brimo's not fit, then I think it becomes Hamiso or Reese Walsh. Mm. Reese Walsh is so electric in attack. He's just so, like, it's incredible. The only thing with Origin, I, I wonder, and he's still yet to be tested, when he gets bashed in Origin, will he take his eye off the game? Will he, you know, make a small error here or there? We, he may not, he may. We don't know. Attacking-wise, he's absolutely up to Origin level. Um, I just want to see a bit more from Reese in regards to could he handle that arena at such a young age right now. Because, I mean, there's also the argument, um, Hamiso came in, what, two years ago? Yeah, did right. Center, and he handled Turbo when Turbo was at his peak. So, yeah. how's got the runs on the board there? That's what I mean. So, you'd like, you might even lean a bit to Hamiso because yeah. you know he can handle the Origin Arena. Um, whereas Reese is just an unknown. Like, you yeah. just don't know. Look, I'm sure he will, but are you going to risk your coaching job on that? It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Uh, but in saying that, I do want to see Reese Walsh under Billy Slater. Holy yeah, so shit. Yeah. Far out. Um, anything else on the, the Dolphins boys? I mean, does it cement Wayne as the GOAT? Like, I, I feel like I flip-flop on this all the time. Yeah. Like, Bellamy's the GOAT. If Bellamy turns his storm around, they win again, he's the GOAT. But then the argument against that is he hasn't done it at multiple clubs. Then you go to Bennett. He's won multiple premierships at multiple, like two clubs, got to a grand final with a third team. He's taken this Dolphin team to, like, a record start. You know, you know, it's interesting too. Like, obviously, he's going to coach for the next two years and then Christian Wolf takes over. No matter what happens, if the, if the Dolphins go well, it'll be, well, Wayne Bennett set him yeah. up for success. If they go to shit, it'll be, well, this is Wayne. You need him in the building. Mm. He's absolutely nailed it. And it's hard on Bellyache because you're like, he's had a star-studded, unbelievable roster his entire career, but it's like... It's not his fault he attracts good players and then... Well, can, he created them too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And, and can build a roster around four superstars every mm. year and can make it work. So it's like you feel harsh, but then you look at Wayne, who's done it, as you said, at numerous clubs with weaker rosters and gets the best out of them, does it at origin level time and time again. I, I have got to give it to Wayne. Didn't Seriously. he give Knights to a prelim? Yep. Yeah. 2013. Like, fuck. Yeah. 
And like everyone, you know what's funny? It's the same things were being said about the Knights roster that were saying about the Dolphins. Aging roster, no explosiveness, no this, no that. And he just nails it. Um, yeah, Bellyache, it's tough because then the thing that I think goes in his favour is he's in a non-rugby league state. And also, outside of Cameron Smith, he was he, – so Cam Smith was the only player that was there before Bellamy in regards to – like so Cam Smith was brought to the club. They nearly they nearly let go of Cam Smith. He nearly went somewhere else because I think like he had a hooker in front of him and, and Cam Smith said – I think Cam Smith being the good bloke, he's like, I'm going to – Basically, I'm going to wait for your decision. Like you, you let me know what you're going to do, and then I'll I'll decide what I'm going to do, kind of thing. Um, but outside of that, every single player is is Bellamy's fucking prodigy. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, anything else on the? Oh, look, we we'll talk about Jeremy Marshall King, as you said. Great career. And actually, I'll leave this one to you, mate. I mean, we spoke about it. The yeah, top five and we chat. spoke about it at the time, and oh, God, it shit me to no end when it happened that. He gets a microphone shoved in his mouth and I think they asked him what's his goal. He said, I want to be a top five hooker. And the internet went into full swing. (laughs) How dare he say that? What an idiot. He's not in the top whatever, top 20. Like, fancy having a crack at a guy who wants to be the best at what he does. Hey, newsflash. Right now, he's a top five hooker. He's a top five hooker. Mm. He's without a doubt a top five hooker right now. I would argue he's a top three hooker right now based on 2023 form. Yeah. I wouldn't argue that strongly against it. You've got like Harry Grant, probably one. Number two. Whoever number someone. two is, put them into this Dolphin side, though, and see if they have the same well, impact. I thought Reed Marnie, but, you know, he does have penalties and a few missed tackles. He's played well. <laughs> Jeremy Marshall King might be the second form hooker of the comp right now. Jeremy Marshall King was a halfback three years ago. Mm. And now we're talking about him, not better than Harry Grant, but in that conversation of the best hookers in rugby league right form-wise, now. Form-wise, guys. Form-wise. At a new franchise. Yeah. We're not talking about like, you know, is he better than Api Corusiao or Damien Cook right now? No, we're just talking about form-wise, the games that he's played compared to the Hawkers games. He might even be number two. And people <laughs> will say, oh, small sample size. He did it last year for Canterbury. He was he gun. killed it for Canterbury. He was gone. Timmy, what do you reckon? Are we going crazy or what? Yeah, form-wise, certainly not. Like, he's been unbelievable. Mm. He said it in a roster that no one gave any hope to. So, I don't think he's top three hookers yeah. in the game no, top five. So form-wise absolutely is it's like Asako I don't think he's even close to top five wingers in the game but on form mm. he yep. is look you just wanted to say Sid Sandy Sydney whatever <laughs> you said he's got a doesn't hold a candle to Sid he do- I've missed a few Sid opportunities today <laughs> <laughs> mate because all you're doing you know what's happening right now people let's just get the cat out of the bag He's sitting there waiting for his moment because the Raiders beat the Broncos. He can't think straight today. How long have we bloody been here for? Hurry up and get to the main game. (laughs) Um, Just one more thing on Jeremy Marsh King before we continue. I think that as Kangaroos fans, we should be very thankful that the Kiwis didn't pick him for that World Cup because I reckon if he was the nine... They obviously had Brandon Smith there who played extended minutes and was gassed during that game. Well, we said, though, that Jeremy Marshall King should be on the bench. It was bench. wild. He wasn't there. It was unbelievable. Uh, he played, though, didn't he? Did he play uh, early He played on some games, but he didn't. Early on, But yeah. the whole issue was is Brandon Smith was out there playing like 70 minutes or yeah. Yeah. 75 minutes or didn't something. Didn't he – I'm trying to remember back, but it, it, didn't he play some and he played well and went really well? Yeah. 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 How he wasn't on the bench, I'll never know. But then did he get injured? I don't even know. If he did get injured, apologies. Yeah, apologies if he got injured, but – but uh, I think even before they were like they were given all the minutes to cheese. Yeah, and, and they wanted to carry Kieran Foran on the bench, and they did that throughout 
the cup. I know yeah. Samoa lost all their hookers to injury, so that's yeah. where I'm Look, apologies at. if we backed Kieran Foran as the 14, but in height, look, I, I, I think I had him at 14. I think I did. So, But I've been wrong before. Hindsight now, though, very different game with JMK's on the bench. Uh, also, I want to give a shout-out. Herman S.A.S.A. Like, he was <laughs> outstanding on the weekend, and he's had probably like two or three outstanding games uh, this year. Um, four offloads, 132 metres. Like, I feel like the offload statistic doesn't get enough praise. Mm. Four offloads changes games. Yep. yep. Changes games. And it doesn't – I think it's because an offload, not all offloads are equal. Some are just terrible out the back or whatever. But if you do four good offloads, that could be four tries. Like, it just doesn't get talked about enough. That's a very fair call, Campion. The other thing is a lot of the time it won't get like a, a – they want you to try to start for mm. it. Let's look at Christian Welch, for example, on the weekend. The offload he threw for, it might have been the first or second try of the game, it was quite early on, I believe, mm. was terrific. And they were attacking the line, went to the line, went bang, popped it out the back, they went whack, 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 scored out wide, uh, all because of the offload. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you're, like, you're right, it's certainly an unra- unrated stat. And it's quite often, you know, it might not be you score a try off the offload, but that offload three tackles later because you're on the front foot. Yeah. Oh. That's when it starts to pay yeah, dividends. Absolutely. You get, like a, you get an extra tackle, a set, every Pretty time much. there's an offload, essentially. Yeah. yeah. provides a decent one. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and you're getting a, an extra tackle, essentially, in a scattered line. Yeah. yeah you so take out fucked. the two players that tackled you originally, yeah. then you take out the next two that have to make the next tackle, and all of a sudden, the line's in complete disarray. The defensive line's had to work twice as hard, so they're yep. twice as gassed. Yep. And what you'll quite often get, if you, if you watch the game closely, a lot of teams give away six agains. After an offload, because mm. they know they're in disarray. They know that guys are missing and whatnot. Um, so incredible stuff by the Dolphins, incredible stuff. Now on to the Cowboys. I am starting to get a bit concerned. I'm starting to get a bit worried about the Cowboys. They have, outside of that first half uh, of the round one, they've been extremely underwhelming this year. Um, look, I understand they've got some injuries. You know, I understand they've got some people to come back in. But this isn't the same Cowboys that we saw last year, unfortunately. There is no way at home they should be losing to a Dolphins side that has a 19-year-old seven that, and, a, and Cody Nicarima at six, who's usually a 14. Rah, 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 we've been through it all. You look at their roster that they rolled out. Scotty Drinkwater, Felt, Holmes, Hiku, Elliot. Yeah, well, Elliot's more of a, a fringe first grade up. And he you know, didn't have the best game, but he wasn't the reason why they lost. Dearden, Townsend, Dunn. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a fringy. Reese Robson, gun. Cotter, gun. Cohen Hess, origin player. Griffin Neen, gun. Jason Tamalolo, like, bench. Granville, Tanua Brown, Riley Price and Tom Chester. Like, is that a premiership winning side? Maybe not. But is it a better side than what they've been doing lately? I think so. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I keep making excuses for them because Scotty Drinkwater's out, Ruben Cotter's out, but... Mm. Both came back in on the weekend, and I'm, I'm much more worried now. I agree with you, mate. And you know, we spoke about it. It's hard to stay on the top, to stay on top in this league. We spoke about it all preseason. That you know, there's always teams that do drop out of the top eight, and it can be hard for teams that come from nowhere to all of a sudden to the very top to stay there. And I, I personally think we are seeing that with the North Queensland Cowboys at the moment. It's it's surprising because I really thought you know they'd they'd turn they'd. I really thought that they'd get even better this year, you know, even better. Um, just looking at their wins, 
So they lost they, their only win uh, to the against the Titans in the bye. I bet the Raiders too. Sorry, be the Raiders yeah. round one bye. You know, close two as points, game. I think in the end. So Raiders and Titans, two bottom eight sides at the mm-hmm. moment, and also you would say a lot of people coming into this year would have them as bottom eight sides. Um, outside of that, unfortunately, uh, and I know like. Uh, Cowboys fans, I'm not sitting here saying it's panic stations and you need to have meetings and meetings about, you know, roster cleanouts or whatever. But I do think something needs to click and click soon for the Cowboys. And mate, like from a uh, um, super coach point of view, we spent all preseason going, get on the Cowboys. Their early season draw mm. is unreal. Mm. We're now sitting here after six games. They've won two games of football. It's, it, it's not a hard start of season. Not a, like it, it is, like, no disrespect to teams they're playing, but it's not. Uh, it's not an ill start to the season. Let's put yep. it that way. Um, so they can absolutely still turn it around. It's only round six that has just gone by. Plenty more footy to play. But it's just just that edge and grit that they had last year. I'm just not seeing that same kind of like... They just were so tough last year and they just refused to let you score points. Um, whereas this year they just seemed to... I don't know. Like, are they overtrained? I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And it'll be interesting over the next two weeks. Like, they played the Warriors next week in Mount Smart. It's gonna be a tough well, one. They already know. lost to Warriors. The Warriors aren't gonna fold on you at Mount Smart. Mm. Then they play the Newcastle Knights, who are hanging in every single contest, and that might be the return of KP as well. Mm. Then they go Sharks Roosters. They got to turn around. Like, they basically next two games should need to be must wins. Essentially, really. I think so. Because yeah. if they drop them and then they so if they drop four games on the trot. Can they even make the eight? Then it's original all of a sudden. Yeah, like if you lose Holmes, did and potentially mm. Cotter, Reese Robson. Griffin Neem's yep. out for two months now. I just saw the news oh, there. Oh, fuck. So Neem's gone for two months. Nanai comes back this week, but I also don't think he's going to fix the issues that they're mm. having, Nanai, around that grid. Mm. And someone's going to take 20 carries and just work his butt off. Um, I'll get your boys' thoughts on it because I'll sound like a broken record, but... Are they using Val Holmes poorly? Because I just think he's the best player in that team, you know, at times quite comfortably, at least the classiest, enormous X factor. Big game player too. Big game player. And he just has to sit on his edge and he takes carries and he comes out of his own end a lot, but they've got to find a way to inject him in attack more, don't they? Every strike play he runs, the overs as a decoy. Yeah. Every single time. They finally gave him a bit of good ball the other night. Nearly one burst of them. Yeah. It was So he burst over to get them back in front, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. I but the way they use him, if, if I'm playing against the Cowboys, I'm going, thank you. Yeah. What happened last year when he, he was doing, I don't know if it's an order, I don't know if it's him or what's going on, but last year when he was, he was roaming around and mm. playing like another fullback, mm. it was unbelievable. It's not to say he's been poor this year because he hasn't. I just think he's just let him run. But like, you, 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 you don't even have to let him roam. Like, oh, I think it was great when he did that. Mm. But you even look at the way that, like, Hastings is using Bradman Bestman. Get the ball, let go of it, and get it to him yeah. as quick as you can. That's get when Val can do so much Fuck. damage. <laughs> you know what's crazy is we haven't even spoken about it. He still ran for 155 metres, had 12 tackle breaks and two line yeah. breaks. He's a freak. Far he's out. not getting any good ball. That's, that, that's, that's the, the, the key word, yeah, yeah, yeah. good ball. He's yeah. having runs and doing the hard yards. It's not like he's running for seven times a game. He's yeah. running 15, 20 times a game, but it's all just like doing the hard yakka. I, yeah. I, I think a good example is a, exactly what you said. I totally agree, Timmy. Like, he's your strike weapon. He's your mm. guy that you get it to. Uh, 
I do feel like Peter Hickey's had a really quiet year compared to last year. Mm. He was my boy last year. He was always running for the most metres. Whereas I think this year he just, I don't know if he's tired. I don't know if, you know, he's injured or he's got, whatever it is, he's definitely not the player he was last year. And they relied, they relied so heavily on him getting through a lot of work to give Holmes the good ball. Whereas now it's almost like flipped. Like Holmes is the guy that's just doing all the fucking tough carries. And because like, the fact that he had 12 tackle breaks, 155 metres, and no one really talked about it shows you that he's just getting the shit work. Because what did we used to do last year? Peter Hiku, every time you look at the stats, you go, holy shit, he had 20 runs and 200 metres. And so, I don't know, has, are they, I would love to see, is there stats to show that they're in a good ball, they're going to Hiku's side more maybe? I'm not sure. But, Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely need more from Hiku. Brendan Elliott didn't have the best game, unfortunately. Got through a lot of work and... You know, but unfortunately wasn't uh, the best. A bit Scotty Drinkwater, two try assists, but I did think he was still a little bit tentative, um, which is surprising because it wasn't an injury that kept him out. Um, I, th- I think Reese Robson, he's he's always solid, and there were a few games early on that I was like, "Fuck, he's taking that next next step." But I, I just think across the board, there's not not really a single player right now that's playing better footy than they did last year, and that's a bit of a worry. And I think it's a worry, but it's also what makes it hard to identify what the exact issue is because yeah. they're all just a little bit down. Like if there was, like it'd be so much easier if there was one specific player who was playing poorly and it was mm. costing them. That's an e- easier fix. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm starting to get very worried about the Cowboys as well. Like Tamalolo, forty six minutes, hundred and thirteen meters. 18 tackles, four misses. That is not Tamalolo. That's a different bloke. He, a, he doesn't miss tackles often, usually at zero. And him at 100, like, did he get injured or something? Don't think so. No, I think so. Apologies. If he got injured, I apologise. But that is not Tamalolo. And it's all, and like this is with, you know, the utmost respect to the Dolphins too. It's not like they're a forward pack that is throwing a million at you. They don't have a Tamalolo. They don't have... These absolute groundbreaking guys, they just have guys that will just do their job and mm. just go forward. Yeah, so they've got to get it together soon because this top eight is getting harder and harder to make. Harder and harder to make. So hopefully they can. Um, it's The season isn't over for them, but if they drop, like in the next five games, if they only win one, how do they make the eight? Well, the other thing as well, when you have a look at the top eight at the moment, there's obviously eight teams in there. Only five of them haven't had buys yet. Yeah. So there's only three teams in there that have had a buy. Because like another, another, let's say another five games, we're sta- we're sitting at round eleven then, and you, let's say you only win one of that, basically, you have to win every one of your games just to squeak into the eight then from there on out. Yeah. So it's got to turn around and turn around quickly, otherwise they're just, mm. it's just going to be mathematically impossible. As you said, Kemi, before it's, it also even the, despite the poor form, Valheim still plays Origin, Ruben Cotter still plays Origin, Nanai. Probably still plays Origin. Yeah. Reese Robson potentially. Reese Robson potentially. So they're not going to be done any favours through that period. Yeah. Far out. Tommy Dean probably misses those games as 18th man. Yeah. And, you, and you again, like. Mm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you look at your, your, your draw, and I understand going to a season, you don't want to look too far ahead and you don't want to be like, oh, we can win this game, we can win this game. But the reality is, is there's tough periods of your draw and there's periods where you should pick up points. And this was the period where Cowboys should have picked up quite a few points. Then during Origin go, you know what? We got the points early. Yeah, players are out in origin. And look, they have actually suffered quite a few injuries. So there is that. There is that. I'm not discounting that at all. Um, Thank God. Just quietly as well. Like, I'd be on indefinite leave if there's four <laughs> Queensland sides in the top eight. Jeez, that would have made uh, the stomach churn, wouldn't like it? When you also go back to their two wins, like the 30 minutes against the Raiders was unbelievable. Other than that, it was pretty bang average. Mm. The Titans, I thought they were the better side that day until Foz and Brimo both got injured in the same minute and had to leave the field. Mm. And then they got on top. Like it, it might actually be worse than what it looks for the Cowboys. <clears throat> yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully they can turn around. Uh, now, onto some store shout-outs. New South Wales, Regal Inn in Tenebit. Uh, great pub in the Maitland area, selling bloke lager and bloke midi for great price prices in their bottle shop. Celebrations, Wadulba. Great bottle shop on the Central Coast, selling bloke lager for terrific prices. When Cam, our sales rep, popped into the store last week, the manager, Jai, was wearing a country bloke hat while working. If you're on the Central Coast, get into Jai's store and grab some bloke beer. Roseville Cellars, one of our original stockers on the North Shore of Sydney, running an unbelievable promo with Bloke Lager, selling for 50 a case. Get in, get in and support Joseph and his team and grab some bloke beer. That is Roseville Cellars. Uh, now, Porters in Maruba, Porters in Alexandria. Their OGs been with us from the start. Get into your Porters Maruba and Porters Alexandria. Crest Hotel, Sylvania. Sylvania? Sylvania. Ashfield Mall in Ashfield Mall Cellars and Celebrations, Mount Warrigal. Get in there, grab a case of bloke beer, the beer of rugby league. Give our media a try. People are absolutely <coughs> loving it. Um, and yeah, make sure to drink the beer of rugby league. No one likes beer as much. No one likes... Rugby league as much as we do. That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs>